You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to My Dog Digs Dirt. I'm your host, Lauren Collier. Now, most of us think of our dogs as companions, right? Pets, even our furry children? Well, that's all true, but it's also true that our canine friends hold down a wide variety of jobs, be it police work or water rescue, seeing-eye dogs, or herding on the farm. Dogs have held jobs for centuries. Now, most breeds were created for the express purpose of performing a task, even if that task is just cuddling. But did you ever hear of an airport dog? Yes, a dog that works on the fields of the airport. Amazing, I know. Stay tuned, because up next on My Dog Digs Dirt, we meet the human connected to the incredible airport dog known as Piper. Don't miss a sniff of it. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All-day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to My Dog Digs Dirt. I'm so excited to share this tale with you. I read about my next guest, Piper, and I have to tell you, I was just blown away. Piper is a seven-year-old Border Collie, and he makes his living on the runway. That's right. He spends his days chasing other animals and birds off the runways at the Cherry Capital Airport in Traverse City, Michigan. And his human is here with us. Say hi to Brian Edwards, who is the dad of Piper and also one of the airport operations supervisor. Brian, you know, I've tried to track you down, and I'm so glad that you've agreed to be on the show today. It's great to be here, Lauren. Thank you. It's been a uh, pretty crazy couple of weeks, as you can imagine. Uh, it's, it's such a great story. Let's talk to our listeners and explain first how this all came about. I understand that you adopted Piper. Is that right? Yeah, a couple of years ago. And how did he turn into the airport dog? Uh, well, you know, I've been working at the airport here since 08. And like I said, I had met Piper when he was two. Um, and I officially adopted him a, a few, a couple, three years back. And uh, it was just one of those things where I work in an airport, uh, got a border collie, two plus two equals four. So <laughs> this has been done before. So it wasn't my idea. So I had known about it for quite some time. Right. And then when I finally acquired Piper, it was, uh, it was kind of a no-brainer. So you decided, okay, let's bring him to the airport. I mean, how does it work? Obviously, even though they're very smart, he needed a good bit of training. How did you do that? You do that at home or you take him to the airport? How does that work? Sure. Well, most of it was, was done at home. And again, this was something that, first of all, I never thought my boss, the airport director, would go for because it's, you know, from the outside, it can seem kind of crazy having a dog running around aircraft and uh-huh. helicopter. Right. Um, so this 
was just something that that he and I did in our free time a couple of years ago when I decided to, to go for it. I was doing a lot of obstacle racing you know, on foot and uh, marathons and that stuff. So I was outside quite a bit training for those. And Piper and I spent a lot of time outside anyways. And we just really started to incorporate obedience and off-leash control doing our normal runs every day. And essentially, that's what Piper's training boiled down to when we were doing it at home was just exactly that, the obedience. Because I have to, at any time, be able to recall him, have him do what I need him to do, especially when we're working around stuff that can injure him and injure other people, right? That's right. why I have to have 100% control of him at all times. And so, again, it was just something that we were doing in our free time and it didn't have a target date set up for it. And it took us about a year and a half to get to a point where I felt comfortable going to my boss and saying, hey, do you want to go for this crazy idea? But it was beyond basic obedience, I'm thinking. How did you know what kind of skills he would need to do the jobs that he does? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, again, border collies are bred for this type of work, right? Obviously, they, they herd sheep, but herding a bird is pretty much the exact same thing for the dog. So I tested him on birds, and he's got a very, very high prey drive. So I knew he could do it, but we just had to work on the obedience. I wouldn't call it general obedience. We're, we're pretty strict with what mm-hmm. we do. And then we would just go to friends' houses or wherever we could find birds um, unfortunately, I lived in a, an area where I didn't have a pond or anything really close to me. But what Piper and I do, I would say, is more with the obedience stuff and the off-leash control than having to hone his bird abilities. Because that see. became pretty natural for him. Right. You just had to make sure that he listened when you told him, come back and, and such. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yep. makes sense. So so what happened? I mean, did you little by little bring him to the airport because of the loud noises and things like that? How long did, did that take for him to start working from the time you were training? Well, you know, once it was decided that Piper, we were going to give this a shot, we I think it was in August of 14, gave it a, a trial period to see exactly what you said. It, is he going to be able to acclimate to the airport environment? Because um, obviously, again, it's a, I don't have a helicopter in my backyard uh-huh. where I can just really? get him used to that louse. No, that, yeah, I know. I wish I did. Trust but anyway, so during that month, month and a half or so, that was just the airport on the job training. And little by little, we would start with the truck. So I established that the truck is his safety zone. And Piper's pretty much a Velcro dog anyway, so he doesn't he doesn't just run away for the sake of running away. He always keeps in contact with me anyways. But we just really wanted to uh, reinforce that the truck is his safety zone. So when we first got there, we were in the truck with the windows up. And then, you know, the next day, we go with the windows down. So he hears the noise, but he's in the truck. And then we would get him outside of the truck, and I'd be standing right next to him. And then I would be outside of the truck. He would be inside the truck. And then I would be outside of the truck five feet away, 10 feet away uh, next to each other. And then we start increasing the distance between he and I. So everything was just incremental. Mm -hmm. And there was definitely times where we have a based Coast Guard station here, Air Station Traverse City. And with their helicopter, he definitely did not like that at first. But, you know, everything was just a gradual process. And so once he got used to the sound and realized that it wasn't going to hurt him, being where we were, uh, you know, he just gradually would get used to it. And we had to do that with a few different things. Because for the most part, a lot of the stuff makes the same sound 
you know, so it sounds the same to Piper, even though it's a different type of aircraft. Uh, A couple of different helicopters make different thumping noises, so we, again, had to reacclimate to that type of helicopter, Uh, but the process is the same. I kind of equated it to detection work. You know, it's the hardest to get them to detect the first set that they do, but once you get that first one down, the next however many you do are much, much easier. It's the same thing with acclimating to the noise. Uh, You know, once you got the first one down, the next few are are easy. Right. Does he work for play or biscuits? How does that work? Piper is pretty much self-motivated. You know, when I first brought him here, you know, and that's the thing. For me, there's no handbook that tells you how to create an airport canine. So I'm just going off uh, what a lot of what I've read, people I've talked to, trainers. And so I had initially started bringing his ball outside. Well, the problem with that was ball is his life. He'll do that more than uh, he will chasing. Right. So I found that even though he would be really focused on waterfowl and want to go chase him, Sometimes I'd open up the door and he would instead turn and try to look because he knew the ball was in the car someplace. So right. I had to remove the ball. He gets the ball when he's inside playing with the, the airport employees in here. Um, that's kind of his reward inside. But outside, he's totally self-motivated. The, the chasing is the reward for him. And then when we're not actually chasing stuff, he'll do some protection work for moles and bowls and sniffing out holes and stuff. And uh, when we do that, you know, I'll give him praise. But I don't, I don't bring any toys or anything outside because I don't want him fixated on that. He, right. He's that makes learned sense. to be self-motivating outside. Amazing. It's just amazing. What, what are his, explain to listeners exactly what his duties are. Well, basically what it comes down to is Piper is tasked with keeping wildlife, birds, fox, uh, anything you can think of away from the runways and taxiways, anything we don't want to come in with aircraft. So essentially, when you strip it down to the nuts and bolts of it, that's what it is. It turns out to be a lot more than that. Like I said, what we will do is he'll hunt moles and bulls and other things that burrow in the ground. The reason we do that is for birds of prey, like hawks. Right. Uh, they hunt by circling in the air, right? And usually that's in the approach path or departure path of an aircraft. So right. it's kind of a twofold thing. Just by him being out on patrol and out on the airfield, that is a deterrent. Plus, I would never say that we're going to be able to get rid of every single rodent mm-hmm. uh, on an airport. I would never make that claim. But anything that we can do to get rid of some of them helps, right? And like I said, just our presence. So Piper is more than just chasing birds. That's why we call him a wildlife control canine because it's <laughs> not just... It's not a bird control canine. We, right. we chase pretty much anything and everything. He has been sprayed by a skunk. That wasn't fun. Yikes. The great thing about, about border collies is they're so smart. We ran into another one in a bush where I hadn't seen it, and he recognized it and backed <laughs> off immediately. He knew better. Um, which, oh, I was I was so thankful for that. Trust me, I did not want to go through through that again. But we've uh, but he's also effective against them even in the in the truck because he will bark at them and make noises, which scoots them along faster. Uh, he's chased hedgehogs, muskrats, weasels outside of the fence. Um, so not anywhere near aircraft, but outside of the fence, we have a lot of wooded areas. So we'll chase fox out there, some deer out there. Again, pretty much anything you can think of, we, we go after it. It's amazing. Is it a nine to five job or just depends? Well, right now we work a uh, 4 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. shift. So we work wow. four 10-hour shifts a day. That does not mean Piper is out running around for 10 hours straight. The biggest thing is that I'm, like you had said in the beginning, an airport operations supervisor. So wildlife control is just one of my many responsibilities during the day. I've just added Piper as another tool to help me out with the wildlife control. So there are some days, depending on my workload, 
we not might not be able to be out there that much, unfortunately. But then other days when I don't have much else to do inside, we can be out a lot more. That's so this, I can't really give you a the amount of time pipe right. out. But, but it, it really busy. varies. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he, but he keeps busy. Even when he's inside, he's uh, we also call him our chief morale officer. So he's uh, giving people hugs inside and like uh, I said, playing ball and, and stuff. So he's got the, the dream life, if you ask me. I must love it. Okay, well, we're going to take a short break now. But everybody stay tuned. More about Piper the Airport Dog when my dog digs dirt barks right back. They called it elephant skin. It was rough, wrinkly, like a Brillo pad. His hair was falling out in clumps. Petey stopped eating and all his hair fell out. Our golden retriever, Sundance, scratched incessantly. There was hair all over. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Within two weeks, the shedding slowed down to almost none. The scratching went away after a few days and... Sundance's coat was starting to get shiny and glossy. It's a 180 turnaround. His skin has cleared up. He is not in pain. If your dog has shedding, dry skin, excessive scratching due to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. This is My Dog Digs Dirt. I'm thrilled to be talking to Brian Edwards, operations supervisor, one of them anyway, right, Brian? At Cherry Capital Airport, right, in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, Brian is the father of the incredible Piper, the incredible airport dog. We've been talking about how you trained Piper, Brian, and some of his duties. I'm surprised, was it a hard sell to have him work at all. You said you had to approach management and say, oh, I have this kind of crazy idea. What was that like? Well, like you said, I was, to be honest with you, kind of sweating bullets because I thought, uh, you know, the fear of rejection always <laughs> you know, looms high when you go for something like this. But I found throughout the years, again, I've been working here uh, for quite some time. I, I found throughout the years that with my boss in particular, he uh, he likes ideas that are, uh, when you come to him with ideas that are 100% fleshed out, that you've thought of everything. So I did as much research as humanly possible, sent him every research document on the use of border collies at airports. And it just so happened that after Piper was trained up, we went to an airport conference and it was a family event and I was able to bring Piper with me. And so after dinner, a couple of the nights, I brought Piper out and he was playing with the kids, just 100% behaved like he always is. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that the airport director had seen him. And I think he knew right away that it was something that, that we could give a shot. So the next week I went up there and we discussed it and he was he was all for it. But I think it would have been a different story had he not seen, even though Piper wasn't chasing birds, he saw Piper's demeanor and that I had full control of him 
in that it wasn't in his nature to just run away and chase random things for no reason. Right. Um, so I, I think just... that, that put his mind to ease. And I'm fortunate enough that he obviously went for it, but he likes trying new things and being innovative. And again, this isn't new for, for airports. It's been done for quite some time, but it is rare and unique. So, you know, in that aspect, it's, it's something different to try because why not? It, why the not? The opportunity right. presented itself between the airport and I, so we're, we went for it. I think it's wonderful. And the dog loves to work. I mean, I'm a full believer in that. They want to keep busy, especially a one like Piper, I'm sure. What Were you surprised, Brian, at all the um, press that you got and all the attention? Did you expect that? Absolutely. I, I was surprised. Uh, you know, when, when I set out to do this, it was, I love Piper to death. And I, I just basically said to myself, how can I do something to work with Piper, you know, so I can spend all day with him. And this is what it's manifested itself into. But at no point, you know, did I ever say I'm doing this for the notoriety or, or any of that stuff. And I never thought that it would ever in a million years get to the level it's it's got to. Last year, we, we hit our first 15 minutes of fame with a little bit of press stuff after it got out that he was doing the job and, and yada, yada. And then this last round, uh, about four weeks ago now, it hit Reddit, and you know, last year we did not do anything close to what you would define as viral. And then this year, about four weeks ago, after it hit Reddit, we definitely hit the viral mark. And uh, it's just been a complete whirlwind oh. tour uh, for the past few weeks. I've got very little sleep, you know, with all the different interviews, and I, I try to respond to everybody as humanly possible on social media. Um, and, and that's kind of the point, you know, being open about it because it is so unique. A lot of people have questions about it, and I am i don't hide anything. I'll, I'll answer any question anybody has. So I really try to be open and available as much as possible. It's, well, it's, I, it's been great. I mean, I imagine that others at other airports might seek you out as well as a good idea for them. Have you uh, heard from people that say, hey, Brian, maybe we can do that where we are? Absolutely. That's a little bit of a, a tougher case because obviously uh, government and uh, money is, is the biggest thing. The reason it, it works for our airport, and I can't speak to anybody else, but the reason it works for us is because Piper is my dog, and mm. I went into this knowing that it wasn't it wasn't going to cost the airport anything, which is why right. between Piper's training and him being able to do the job, between that and not costing the airport anything, that's why it's, it's mutually beneficial to the airport. Obviously, they get a great tool, a great thing for the wildlife and PR, but I get to work with my dog every day, and you can't put a price on uh, that, right? Oh, no, um, not at all. <laughs> but, right, exactly. But every other instance of it, the airport purchases the dog. It becomes an airport-owned asset, just like a wrench. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of logistics involved. You know, uh, yeah. 2016, you have to make sure every employee doesn't have allergies and all this other right. stuff. So there's a lot of logistics and just the straight-up costs that make it prohibitive to most airports. But I've definitely had the conversation with, with a lot of people, and it, it oh. sparked a lot of interest in it again, which for me is awesome. You know, I, I, again, I didn't do set this out to be the one and only one, one doing this. If, as far as I'm concerned, it's a great thing if, if airports can work it out. If we had 200 of them, that would be, that oh, would yeah. be great for me. Cause exactly what you said. I, I firmly believe that dog loves the work and especially oh, a yeah. uh, border collie. And I'll tell you this much, Lauren, there's nothing more fulfilling in my life than going out there and oh. watching Piper do the job. It's just every day, even though he does it every day, every day is just, like I said, so fulfilling. It just uh, warms my heart. 
Oh, you must feel so good. And I love the fact that you adopted him. I mean, it just goes to show, you know, what can come of this. It's it's really just a wonderful story. I love the way he has an outfit when he goes to work. He, he's protected. We should tell people that. They'll see the pictures, Brian, but explain what he's wearing and why. Yeah, sure. Uh, in, well, you know, it, part of what uh, all the media craze is, um, you know, we don't just have a, uh, a border collie running around. Um, right. We have a pretty well-equipped border collie running around. And first and foremost, the question I get asked 99% of the time is, what's up with these ski goggles? <laughs> um, <laughs> those are actually, yeah, those things are called uh, Rec Specs by a company called Rec Specs K9. Uh, they're out west. Uh, great company. They came out with that product last April. We've got it when they came out and we haven't looked back. They're designed first and foremost as sunglasses. So with the amount of time we spend outside, not just on duty, but off duty as well. We, mm-hmm. We're at the beach all the time and hiking and Anyway, so they're designed as sunglasses. They're nearly 100% UV protectant, but obviously they have the other added benefit of uh, safety glasses. So, you know, while we're on duty at the airport, it protects his eyes from the sun, but it also protects his eyes from when we're working around helicopters or aircraft, oh, dust yeah. kicking up, snow in the wintertime, rain, anything you, you name it that uh, it helps just it protect his eyes. Same reason well. you and I wear sunglasses, right? He's got earmuffs to dull the sound around aircraft. We were donated a very expensive vest by a group called the Spikes Canine Fund. That's The vest is by Canine Storm. It's custom fit, and that has been absolutely essential, especially since Piper's injury this past winter. Oh, what um, happened? Yeah. He was well, Yes, he was, he was hurt for about three months. Uh, we were donated some boots, and I had trained him to run in the boots, so he was fine running the boots. And what we do is Piper deploys out of the vehicle, so he's done that a million times, but the first time he had the boots on while he was deploying out of the vehicle, I think the boots just had too much traction and oh. stuck on the bare pavement, and he oh. fractured a toe in his left uh, front paw, which it was uh, actually a pretty severe break. Oh, um, sorry. So we're we're just yeah that's all right we're we're just coming out of that now and we're slowly working them back in into duty now. Good. But anyways, during that time, further we don't have a, a specific canine vehicle like a canine officer for police would right. have. We just have to use what the airport provides us, which I is see. fine. But it's a higher the seats are higher because it's not ah. not like a kennel in the back. So especially while he was injured, I had to use that harness all the time and, and lift him into the truck or wherever we were going to the vet. didn't matter if it, we were on duty or off duty, but that, that vest has been uh, essential. And like I said, we do have boots, but, you know, especially after his injury, yeah. I think uh, some things are just better left to uh, better left in nature, you know. Well, he does He does look very good. <laughs> He's very, yeah. very, very cute. And, I mean, the story is just absolutely fabulous. You also uh, sell some of those items because you're looking for some funding. Is that right, Brian? How does that work? How can we help yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, donations kind of came about from you know, slowly people learning about it and that Piper, Piper is a volunteer Personally, I had to kind of get over that, that, you know, it's just a pride thing. Accepting money from people is kind of weird at first. But um, you know what? I cannot speak to just the, the kindness the kindness of people throughout this whole thing, not just in the past four weeks, but people that have uh, been fans of, of Piper for, you know, the year that he's been doing it. It's just been absolutely incredible. So with that, people can just donate if they would like to do that. We have uh, year-round, we have an online store. People can buy our unit patches hats, 
stickers, just a couple of items. And then we just wrapped up actually today a uh, shirt presale fundraiser, which did very well. And we'll be designing another shirt and we'll do one or two of those a year. But it's one of those things where, you know, we're, I, like I said in the beginning, I went into this knowing that it was not going to cost the airport anything and it was going to cost me and I didn't set up donations before I did it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with, with spending the money on them, but if, if people are willing to donate even a dollar of their hard earned money, uh, it, that's just in, incredible to me. I, I, like I said, I'm still in shock that, that people do that, but we're, we're so thankful. I, I can't even uh, describe how thankful we are to people. Well, it really, it's an amazing story, and I applaud you. Let's tell our listeners exactly where they can find you. I know you're on Facebook. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Airport K9. So that's Airport K numeral 9. And then we also have a website where you can check out Piper's equipment, donate. You can send us a message. You can send us a message on, on any of the social stuff. But our website is airportk9.org. And I think that's about it. And you can see some of these stories done on Piper and Brian on YouTube, right? And you can follow you on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, yeah Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, pretty much now he's become so popular you can ah. kind of type in airport dog into a search engine or airport Piper or something like that. And uh, there'll be a bunch of stuff yeah. that comes up. It's terrific. And you'll be glad you did. It's, it's a great story, Brian. I'm just hoping you could come to my house and train my 132 pound Bouvier. Just get her off the couch. That's all I'm asking. Oh boy. I know. We have our work cut out for us. May, right. Maybe Piper will chase her <laughs> off or something. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for the photos, too. We want to credit airportk9.org. Uh, folks can see those on our title page here at My Dog Digs Dirt. Brian Edwards, thank you. Thank you so much. Please give Piper our very best. We will. Thanks so much, Laura, for having us. Well, we're thrilled to have you, everybody. I encourage you to log on and take a look. You'll love, love, love Piper. And I uh, thank you all for being here. I want to thank the producer, Mark. And we're going to come back very soon with another My Dog Digs Dirt. So keep listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.